Welcome to Locked On NBA. On today's show, the Mavericks get a big win over the Nuggets. DeMar DeRozan makes his MVP case, and we look ahead to tonight's big matchup between the Warriors and the Nets. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it's Locked On NBA Tuesdays. I'm Wes Goldberg here with David Ramil. However you may be listening on YouTube, Odyssey, or wherever you get podcasts, thank you for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. On today's show, the Suns extend the NBA's longest win streak and a coaching seat gets hot in Sacramento. But we begin today in Los Angeles, where the Bulls beat the Lakers 121 to 103. Now, plenty has been made of the Lakers' early struggles and the Bulls' hot start, but I want to focus, David, on DeMar DeRozan, who scored 38 points on 15 of 23 shooting. DeRozan is now averaging 26.9 points per game, third best in the NBA, and having arguably his best season of his career. And I would argue that it, it, it is his best season of his career. Um, he has the Bulls at 10-4, and four, tied with the Nets for the second-best record in the East. David, is it time to start buying some DeMar DeRozan MVP stock here? Yes and no. Uh, just because he's been phenomenal, and that's absolutely deserving of some kind of consideration there. The fact that he's leading all scores in the fourth quarter throughout the NBA, that his three-point percentage has jumped uh, beyond what anybody had expected of him prior to the season. Having said all that, I, I just, there has to be more narrative buildup behind what Chicago is doing. And while they've been phenomenal, I just don't know that DeRozan is necessarily going to get the credit for that because you saw Lonzo Ball stepping up in the fourth quarter in this win against the Lakers. You've seen Levine be right there neck and neck with DeRozan in terms of his overall scoring and impact in the game. And they're missing Nikola Vucevic. And they've had key contributions from guys like Alex Caruso and others. So I'm just not sure that DeRozan is going to get enough of a buildup prior to the actual voting process to get that kind of consideration. He's an all-star for sure, which even that in and of itself is a huge leap from where we were, you know, what we expected of him last year after a, a, you know, a bad season with the Spurs where he was kind of under the radar and didn't get much consideration at all as a player. And everybody kind of thought he was washed. I remember during the offseason, a lot of teams thought that they might be able to sign DeRozan for the mid-level exception or maybe even closer to the, the veteran minimum. And here he is, you know, proving doubters wrong, having a phenomenal season. So I think he's just a step below guys like Steph Curry, uh, you know, maybe a couple others out there that I think probably get more consideration than DeRozan. But he's right up there, and that's a pretty good jump for him. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, as of this morning, was like plus 7,000 for MVP odds. So I don't know that Vegas is in on it just yet, but Not yet. Uh, I think that they should be because you mentioned the narrative there. The Bulls are back. I mean, how many times <laughs> have I heard that the Bulls are back? And if the Bulls are indeed back, yes, you're right. There's a lot of credit to spread around. Billy Donovan, Zach right. Levine, uh, Lonzo Ball has been awesome. All the things that you said, and, and they were really good points, but... If DeMar DeRozan is third in the league in scoring behind Kevin Durant and Stephen Curry, two guys we're going to talk about later on, and the Bulls are at the top of the Eastern Conference, hey, we have seen, you and I covered it, uh, a uh, the Bulls being at the top of, the, of a conference and one of their best players getting the MVP award. Chicago is a huge market. People like to see them being good. And if they yeah. are indeed this good, 
which is something I do want to talk about. But if they are indeed this good, then DeMar DeRozan's going to get a ton of credit and he's going to get some MVP votes. I don't know that he's the MVP favorite. He's probably not. I still think that that's Kevin Durant or Steph Curry at this point in the season. Yeah. Uh, but if I, those odds that I was talking about before, those are way better. That, you're making a lot more money on that than you are uh, on Durant or Steph Curry if, DeMar, if DeRozan does indeed get it. Look, for sure. I'm probably not confident in that, but maybe it's worth a flyer. Maybe a little bet. Go on betonline.ag, put, you know, 20 bucks down on DeRozan, you get some money back. Absolutely. That's all I'm saying. Hey, look, it's a fun candidate. I, I think it's can't we just appreciate the fact that he's had a really, really great year without necessarily having to put him into that kind of categorization no, as every you're right. No, uh having said that, you know what? I, I totally see it. Yeah, well, you know what? Let's flip completely during this process and just say, yes, he is the strong MVP favorite at this point of the season. I, I, I hope he continues it. I think they have to win, what, 55, closer to 55, 60 wins in order for them to really get con- serious consideration as an MVP candidate. Um, well, they're 10 and four right now. What do you think? I mean, like I said, they're, sec- they're, they're, gonna, they're tied for the second best record in the Eastern Conference with Brooklyn. Right. Are you buying the Bulls right yes. now? You yeah. are. I am. Yeah. I'm in. I, I think they the way they talk about themselves, it, it's kind of like the benchmark or hallmark of other good teams, like where everybody's really enjoying each other's success, where it's not about who scores the most points. A guy like DeRozan comes in, and all of a sudden his first season, he's been with the team for a few months, and he's already been embraced by those others on the roster. They've got guys with championship experience in Caruso, you know, guys like Ball who are just trying to prove themselves and establish themselves as consistently good players. He's been it so just seems like around. a really good mix. And Donovan should be really getting a lot of credit, too, as a great communicator, a guy who has everybody on the same page. He's got everybody buying in. I see them as a strong playoff contending team and maybe even with championship aspirations. Yeah, look, I, I think we're at the, it's still relatively early in the season, not even 20 games sure. in, but Billy Donovan has them playing hard. They have an identity. Right. Lonzo Ball is playing out of his mind. Um, Zach Levine isn't being asked to do everything offensively. In fact, now, like we're talking about, DeRozan is sort of that leading scorer now, and and Levine's able to just sort of fall back a little bit and pick his spots. Um, Look, it wouldn't shock me if Levine was ended up being the leading scorer on this team by the end of the season. Who knows? But that's that's a good thing if you're the Bulls, right? You just there's a lot of scoring. I have my concerns defensively, but not so much. Like that's more of a a postseason concern. I think they're going to have a good record. I think they're going to be uh, out. They're going to be above the play-in tournament. I think they're going to be a solid playoff team in the Eastern Conference. Um, but talking about the game itself uh, from Monday night, Anthony Davis got ejected in the third quarter. This was a bizarre situation. David gets ejected <laughs> in the third quarter after not. He doesn't get a chance to put his shoe back on before the Bulls inbound the ball. A courtesy usually provided players that lost their shoe by officials. Anthony Davis did not get that uh, courtesy. He curses out the official, Scott Wall, then gets tossed from the game. Did AD deserve to get ejected? I I mean, I, I guess. Uh, you know, referees are always have a short temper when it comes to that. They don't want to get cursed out. Maybe he felt he deserved some kind of star status or something along those lines. You're right. It might be a courtesy normally extended, but it's not always extended. You know, we've seen players lose shoes before, and you know what? You just have to figure it out, play without the shoe. But he wanted to kind of just slap it on there, take his time, and I guess the ref wasn't having any of that. So I can understand the perspective. They weren't winning. They were down 20. It was frustration on AD's part. He just lashed out the referee, and he used some choice words in doing so. Guess what, buddy? You get ejected that way. That's a a free ticket to the locker room. 
On one hand, I appreciate the ref just getting the game moving. Sorry, man, your team's down 20 points. I really don't care about your right shoe. Yeah. Uh, get it on. Get down the court. It's not going to make a difference. But, right. and you know, I appreciate that because you and I are recording here after 1 in the morning. Let's get <laughs> And it was the last game of the night. Let's get a move on. On the other hand, it was the third quarter. It was It was Anthony Davis. And as long as he's in the game, I suppose the Lakers have a chance. Mm. Um, Russell Westbrook was playing well enough. I just... I don't know, man. That's that. Give them the courtesy. Let him put his shoe back on. And you know what? If you don't let the guy put the shoe back on and he does curse you out for something like that, just understand that. If you're the official Scott Wall, understand, hey, this team, this is a, a, a team that's been struggling. I'm sure that tensions are high right there. And if he curses you out because you missed the fact that he was still putting his shoe on, and he did. It wasn't like, screw you, Anthony Davis, get your shoe fat on faster. I think he just flat out missed it. Um, except the fact that you made a mistake, apologize to Anthony Davis and say, Hey, I got you next Ooh, time. That's uh, never happening. Why are we letting AD off the hook here? Like, I mean, couldn't he have just he didn't said, do anything? You know he had to get you, his shoe back on. And he said, Hey you're, man, you're down, you're down 20. You missed the play. Big deal. You're down 22 at that point. Then just get your shoe on, get your ass back in the game and play it. I don't understand what the big deal is. Like he, he, he why does he have to turn ejected. around? Well, what could he have said what to the official? Said. We well, it was. It looked like I'm no l- expert lip reader, but uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure there were some choice words in there. I don't know. That's on the official. Uh, All right, to they're a sensitive bunch. I, I think know. AD should know yeah. that by this point in his career. A lot of two sensitive people there. Um, <laughs> really quick, because it's it's this is a, a NBA podcast. Uh, more concerned about the Lakers after this loss? Uh, do you just not? care about having this conversation anymore it's lebron james i mean he he, once he's back i'm pretty sure they're going to be a pretty good team yeah all right moving on phoenix notches their ninth straight win and the kings maybe delay a coaching shakeup but david first tell the listeners about aragon well you shouldn't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body whether you're an elite athlete like anthony davis or someone just like me just trying to put a shoe on one day at a time tension free theragun can help theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power, and it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out an injury or just the stress of everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, hundreds of thousands of customers, and me. Try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199. That's Go to therabody.com. That's therabody.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's therabody.com slash locked on. Thanks again for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, so please do subscribe, including YouTube. Let's go now to Dallas, where the Mavericks beat the Denver Nuggets 111 to 101 despite 35 points, 16 rebounds, and six assists from Nikola Jokic. Thanks to 29 points and 11 rebounds from Kristaps Porzingis, 23 points from Luka Doncic, and 13 fourth-quarter points from one Tim Hardaway Jr. that helped fuel a 40-19 run that helped the Mavericks overcome a 13-point deficit in that second half. A nice win overall for Dallas, who now stand at 9-4 with uh, the win. They take the third place in the Western Conference standings. David, are you a believer in these Mavericks? 
not as much a believer in the Mavs as I am in the Bulls, to be honest with you. I just look, first of all, Luca rolled his ankle late in the game, might miss time due to that. But I also have concerns about the team's depth. Uh, I also have concerns about the team's coaching staff, as I'm sure a lot of locked on Mavs listeners do. So I, I seeing this kind of mishmash of talent, of course, you've got Luca Doncic, best player in the world here, or one of the best players in the world. And at the same time, I just look at everybody around them. Can they consistently produce? Can they make up uh, for, you know, can they build a good cohesive unit? And that's something that we haven't seen from this Mavs team in the past. And I just don't know that they have it this year. In the first year of Kidd as a head coach, can he get this team together and, and playing cohesively as they make a run for the playoffs? I don't see it. I just, I've just i never been a believer in Kidd as a coach, and I'm not sure I'm a believer in this roster as it's currently assembled. Now, you make a change down the road, maybe pick up another player at the trade deadline or maybe pick up a buyout candidate or something like that that can kind of shore up some of your weaknesses on this team. And then maybe I'll be a little bit more of a believer. But right now, they're a very good playoff team, that's for sure. Just not necessarily a title contender. Yeah, listen, I mean, this is still a middling team as far as offensive rating is concerned. Still, Same thing as far as defensive rating is concerned. And so far this season, they have the second easiest schedule in the league. So they haven't really yeah. played anybody that good. And despite all of that, they, are st- they still have a minus, a negative point differential, right? Yeah. Despite this, but despite this record that they have. So... I'm I'm not going to go so far as to say that the Mavericks are phonies because they're not, right? Because like <laughs> you said, the, they have Luka Doncic. Uh, I think that the way Kristaps Porzingis played tonight, if they get a lot more of that version of Kristaps Porzingis, that changes everything from this Mavericks team. 29 points on 11 for 20 shooting, 5 of 8 from 3-point range, had 11 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, a block. It was everywhere. Uh, him and him, him and Luca had some nice pick and pop stuff during that game, especially during that second half stretch. Um, but I don't know. There's just, there's still, again, I'm not saying that they're phonies. I think that this start is a little phony, uh, but I still think that they have a really high ceiling because of Luca, because of the potential there with KP, because of some of the supporting cast, Tim Hardaway Jr. is playing really well. Uh, they've got other role players that I really like. I guess what I'm saying, David, is I'm just sort of I'm withholding any sort of judgment right now. It's nice. You, you've taken advantage of a soft schedule early on. You're piling up wins early on here. You got a nice little cushion. Uh, mm-hmm. But when the schedule gets harder and it's about to get harder for them. Yeah. Um, that's off when the, road the best trip really comes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I look, what's the difference between believing in, say, the Bulls versus, say, the Mavs because to me I think I have questions about their depth first and foremost and I'm not sure about the health of a player like Porzingis who you know is arguably your second best player maybe a shade below Tim Hardaway Jr. but I mean you're counting on these players to step up if I just don't I haven't been able to see consistently we're we're, this is like year four of wondering whether or not KP is going to be able to be healthy and be the kind of contributor that he was once upon a time in New York that's been it's been a long time so yeah I'm just not sure if you're counting on him to be your second best player there's not a good chance of you achieving title success. No, I mean, Chicago's had a really tough, they've had a legit schedule. It's like the 10th or 11th hardest schedule in the league. Uh, Their starting lineup makes sense. And they, some of these depth pieces have, have come through for them, but um, that'll do it for Dallas, Denver. Let's move on uh, to some other scores from around the league, David. Yeah. Jason Tatum scored 23 points and Dennis Schroeder had six points in the final 76 seconds as the Celtics beat the Cavaliers, surprisingly good Cavaliers, 98 to 92. Boston trailed by as many as 11 in the first half, but Tatum's 10 third quarter points gave the Celtics their first lead of the game 
and they held on late to win. The Celtics, it's a good win for them. Yeah. We'll let John Corrales talk more about the Celtics over on Lockdown Celtics and tomorrow. He loves to talk about Boston, but talk about the Cavs. Uh, I don't care yeah. that the Cavaliers lost. I like I like talking about the Cavaliers more. Evan Mobley's awesome. What I'm a great fun. rookie pick. He might be their best player already. I don't know, man. I just the Cavaliers are so much fun to watch. You're right. Um, amid reports that head coach Luke Walton could be on the hot seat, the Kings beat the Pistons 129 to 107, ending their four-game losing streak. Buddy Heald scored 22 points, Tyrese Halliburton. 17 points and 10 assists. Uh, David, is this enough to ease the pressure on Luke Walton? Who the hell knows? I mean, the hiring of Walton was a head scratcher to begin with. Uh, and, you know, he's had so much struggles there since he joined the team. They they started off well. They kind of just petered out over the last few games. They're riding, you know, before that, a, a nice long losing streak. It just what's the criteria in Sacramento for hiring or firing somebody? It seems like it changes from year to year. I don't think this is enough to necessarily alleviate concerns. They have to win a lot more games and be in this, the hunt, uh, at least for a playoff spot, if not necessarily just a play-in tournament spot, because right now they just seem far out of that possibility. But they have to turn things around. And that's that. Speaking of not being able to prove that consistently, Sacramento hasn't done that in what, 20 years? I don't know. <laughs> well, beating the Pistons doesn't count for anything. The Pistons stink. Like, right. you're supposed yeah. to beat the Pistons. They, they, There's they're that terrible. too. Uh, Cade Cunningham, uh, by the way, scored a career high 25 points, 10 for 20 uh, shooting, 5 for 11 on threes, 8 assists, 8 rebounds, 2 steals. Super impressed with him. I know it was a little bit of a, uh, a rocky start for him early on, but. You just watch him play. You know this dude's got it. But other than that, the, you know the Pistons stink. You don't get to keep your if you you don't get to keep your job if Luke Walton can't go to the owner's office. Like, hey man, I beat Detroit. Like, can we ease up on this stuff? <laughs> that doesn't work. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Wizards came back from 19 down using a 14-0 run over six minutes in the fourth quarter to beat the Pelicans 105 to 100. Spencer Dinwiddie led Washington with 27 points. Bradley Beal missed his second straight game as he mourns the death of his grandmother. The Wizards have won five straight and set atop the Eastern Conference. Are they for real, Wes? Uh, I don't know if they're for real. Uh, I think the start is for real. I think that the the job that they've done to put a real roster around Bradley Beal, they've added, they turned that Russell Westbrook trade into real depth, real pieces. Montrose Hill has been so good for them. Contavious Caldwell Pope is really filling a role. They're just, they're solid. All the way around, they're getting real contributions from some of the young guys like Danny Avdia and all these other guys. Um, I like this roster way yeah, more than nice. last year's roster. I think they're a playoff team. Absolutely. And look, they've got two matchups against Miami later this week. Those should be a pretty interesting matchup for them too. But you know, as far as, far as jogging for the, you know strength in the Eastern Conference there. Uh, moving on, Trey Young and John Collins each scored 23 points, and the Hawks beat the Magic 129-111 to 111 to earn their second straight win after snapping a six-game skid with a win over the Bucks over the weekend. Clint Capella added 20 points and 16 rebounds. The Knicks held the Pacers to just two field goals in the fourth quarter to earn a 92-84 to 84 win. It wasn't 1985 at Madison Square Garden. Emmanuel quickly had 16 points off the bench after Tom Thibodeau leaned on the bench down the stretch. Yeah, the Knicks' starting lineup has not been good, but their bench has been. Um, John Morant, 22 points, five teammates scored in double digits, and the Grizzlies handled the Rockets with a 136 to 102 win. Memphis improves to seven and seven. On a night when Miami was without Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, future All Star perhaps, had 26 points, and the Heat beat the Thunder 103 to 90 in the final game of their five game road trip. The Portland Trailblazers come back from 14 points down and hold on to a late uh, and held on late 
to beat the Raptors 118 to 113, thanks to 24 points from Damian Lillard, 29 points from CJ McCollum, who also had 10 points in that crucial fourth. Phoenix won their ninth straight game with a Quarter. down-to-wire win over the Timberwolves. Here's Locked On Suns host Brendan Clean with more. Nine straight for the Phoenix Suns, and uh, very easily could have not been that way. Devin Booker basically willing the Suns to victory. Those games where the better team, the more talented team, just finds a way late. Chris Paul puts on a show. Devin Booker again with his 29 points. DeAndre Ayton chipping in on the offensive glass. Looked like it was going to be Minnesota stealing another game against the Suns, and uh, they were able to avoid it. So nine straight for the Suns, eking out a victory, avoiding this trap game loss, and they head back home for two against the Mavericks, where they will hope to keep this thing alive. A, a tough home stretch with Denver on Sunday as well. So we'll see how this Suns team continues to go. Very under the radar, but obviously nobody complaining when you can say you are 10-3 and three on. That was Brandon Clean. David, do you think the Suns are for real? I think they they can be. I, I, I I've been kind of down. I'm not quite sure what to make of this team. You know, they've had the whole DeAndre Ayton situation. Yeah. It kind of blew up in their face. And of course, there's always the Robert Sarver concerns too. So given all that, the roster is still very good. They still have got Chris Paul. They got a taste for the finals run. I, I'm a believer, but kind of lukewarm up to be honest with you. I I think they're a strong playoff team, not necessarily the strong finals contender that they were last year. I think I'm with you. Look, they're 13th in offensive rating. They're fifth in defensive rating. Um, right where they were last year defensively. Not quite as good as they were offensively last right. year, but it's only been 13 games. Um, but they, they, it's a better start through the first 13 games than it was last year. So if you're comparing, right. at least you have that. But they have also had... David, the easiest schedule in the NBA. So well, They're not catching Brendan, anybody by surprise this time, you know? That's true, too. Um, Brendan mentioned that they have a tough schedule ahead, um, and so I think we'll learn a little bit more about Phoenix um, over the next week or so. But we look ahead to tonight's marquee matchup between Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. First, David, tell the listeners about Rock Auto. Well, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's almost impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you might need. They find them on their computer. They ask you questions. You feel uncomfortable. Why bother going through all that when you've got access to computers in your pocket or at home? That means you've got access to rockauto.com and their easy-to-use website where you can just find all the parts that you're looking for, whether you're a do-it-yourselfer or a mechanic, and save money and find everything you need with just a few easy clicks. That's right. Go to rockauto.com and find all the parts that you're looking for right now for your car or truck. And then when you go to the section that says, how did you hear about us? Write the phrase locked on so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. Let's talk about Bet Online, back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all of the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. On your first deposit, when you use that promo code locked on from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all these amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. It's bet online where the game starts. The Warriors visit the Nets in tonight's primetime game with both Steph Curry and Kevin Durant fresh off of Player of the Week honors. David, 
What have you made of the Warriors and the Nets this season? And should both of these teams be considered the finals favorites? It's just so interesting because I think if you had looked at the start of the season before the actual games were played, the Nets were prohibitive favorites. Everybody liked that roster. And, you know, that was before we saw how the rule changes would impact James Harden, who's still a pretty damn good player. Uh, we didn't know about the, James, uh, the Kyrie Irving situation. And when you look at Golden State, well, they were missing one of their best players uh, in Clay Thompson. So they're now that the se- the game's actually been, you know, the games have actually been playing, you look at this Brooklyn team, they're still being a, a huge surprise, I think, the way they've been able to kind of just hold things together. They've been getting some great contributions from older veterans, like Marcus Aldridge, Patty Mills, et cetera. And Kevin Durant playing, as we talked about before, at an MVP level. You're getting the same kind of MVP level production from Steph Curry. Both these teams playing really well. They've got a great identity, I think. Uh, at the same time, they're both missing key players. Why would they be the prohibitive favorites? If they're playing this well now and still missing important elements to both their respective rosters, I think they're only going to continue to get better. When you look at what Golden State's doing and to consider that they might be missing one of the two best shooters in the NBA and that he could be coming back at close to full strength and just add a whole other dimension to this team that's already really, really good and has just found some kind of cohesion that a lot of people didn't expect to see form this quickly, I think they're a pretty clear uh, finals uh, contender, at least in my opinion. I think they're both contenders. I hesitate to go so far as to say favorites. Now, it's interesting how we got here, right? You've got Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. We've got a reunion tonight of sorts where, you know, obviously Kevin Durant leaves Golden State in 2019. Both Steph and Kevin Durant miss either all or most of the the following season with major injuries. Uh, Last year was sort of derailed by injuries, uh, you know, to, to different kind of degrees for both of those yeah. teams, but ultimately put a ceiling on both of those teams, right? No Clay Thompson last year for Golden State for the second straight year. All the injuries that you were talking about in the playoffs for the for, for Brooklyn. And now this year, it kind of feels like they're, they're the teams that we thought that they would be, except Brooklyn is still obviously without Kyrie Irving. I'm still, something queasy, there's something queasy. Something makes me queasy about Brooklyn. Uh, offensively, they should just be better. They're not. I understand you don't have Kyrie. I don't think that you could be historically great the way that we expected them to be without Kyrie, even with Kevin Durant and James Harden. I just, I don't know. I, I still think you're missing a lot without Kyrie there that is impossible to make up, even with Patty Mills playing well and all these other things. And yeah. I, I just don't believe in that team defensively. I know that they showed in spurts that they could be good defensively, and they still show it even in this regular season. Uh, I'm just there's 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 a pit in my stomach when I think about them. But still, you look at the rest of the Eastern Conference and who's to say they couldn't? Milwaukee has been struggling. Yeah, Washington, Chicago, Miami, they're up there. But Brooklyn is undoubtedly way more talented at the top end than those teams. Right. And they do have some nice depth pieces like you talked about from these from these sort of buyout guys. Uh, And as far as Golden State. Yeah, obviously, you got Steph. Clay, uh, Clay Thompson coming back, depending on what he looks like, is going to be a huge boost for them. But they've also had one of the easiest schedules in the NBA so far. Uh, so we'll and they just lost one of their only recent decent uh, against one of the uh, only decent teams they've recently played in Charlotte. So um, I'm not saying that I'm not poo pooing on anything. Again, <laughs> I'm just saying like, yeah, they're contenders. But let's hold off on being like, yeah, these are the favorites in, in the West and the East. Well, you know, the Nets are also going to be without uh, Paul Millsap and Joe Harris. They're going to be out yeah. for the game as well. So that's uh, a, a blow to that depth there. Uh, 
does it matter? I mean, we're, right now we're early and everything, and yes, I think they're both strong contenders, maybe not necessarily shoe-ins or anything like that, but at the same time, this is still such a fun game. It's still yeah. it's still great to see marquee talent matching up, yes. especially with so much shared drama between these two groups and those individuals specifically. I'm, I'm curious to see how it plays out. Uh, you know, look, Draymond Green, teammates with Kevin Durant and the U.S. Olympic team that won gold this past summer. I mean, there's a lot of history there. It's It'll be fun. Andre Iguodala now back yep. on the Golden State roster. It's just it's great to see these two teams matching up, especially when both of them are playing at a high level. You know, a lot of people for years have said, oh, the league is always better when the New York Knicks are great and everything else like that. You know, who, who, I don't think it really matters. Right now, these are two great teams and they're playing very well and they've got great marquee players on both their respective rosters. So I think it's going to be a fun match. Uh, the league is definitely more fun when the Warriors are good, right? Yeah. Uh, especially when Steph Curry is able to play games that matter. And he is right now. And he's the MVP favorite, right? Yeah, he has to be right now. I mean, the Warriors are sitting there 10 and two, whatever it is. Um, right. 10 and two. Do I have that right? 11 and yeah. two. They're sitting there 11 and two going into tonight's game. Um, he's got to be the MVP favorite right now. And, and, you know, I think that holds. I don't know that he wins the MVP, but he's he's going to be one of the favorites all year long, I think, as long as he stays healthy. So, um, look, you've got two players at the top of their games right now with Seth Curry and Kevin Durant, which is ridiculous to say. These are both yeah. former MVPs, uh, uh, champion players, and I, I don't know that you could say they've ever played better than they are right now. And as long as you have somebody of Steph Curry's caliber and Kevin Durant's caliber, you have a chance and I would say both of these teams have more than just a chance, right? Um, I'm just, I'm not so ready to just be like Warriors and the Nets versus the field. I still think I would take the field in that. Um, but both teams have been uh, pretty impressive here to begin. Any well, other thoughts before good. we wrap it up? Yeah. yeah, it feels good to have this kind of parity on both conferences, though, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of teams that could come out from the East or West. And so it just feels like there's a lot of fan bases out there that have legitimate hopes for a championship or at least a deep playoff run that I wouldn't have said maybe a couple years ago. Uh, when it, it seemed like it was a much more likely that a team like Milwaukee or somebody else was going to emerge as a championship favorite. That'll do it for us today. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Locked On NBA wherever you listen to podcasts for 30 minutes of the NBA's top stories every day. We'll be back here next Tuesday. In the meantime, you can find us both over at Locked On Heat. Thank you for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. It's free and it's available on all platforms.